Welcome back to my podcast. Uh, today I've been... So, I'm currently doing the one ClickFunnels One Funnel Away Challenge. If you don't know what that is, it is a challenge designed to help you start your own online business within a 30-day period. And so, one of the things they challenged us to do was to uh, select a platform and tell our backstory. Uh, I kind of did that yesterday, but... I want to practice it again today and so i apologize or maybe i don't i'm still working on figuring that out i know i told part of my story yesterday but i'm going to tell part of it today but it will be a little different because i want to focus more today on the things that helped me kind of get to this point what made me want to start an online business and so quite specifically uh, I mentioned in the last episode that I struggle with social anxiety and I spent 20 years trying to overcome that. What I discovered is one, it's hard and it kind of sucks and it's possible. And so I, I took that and at first, like my, my thought was not to help other people overcome social anxiety. My, my, at this point in my life, I do want to do that, but I know I'm currently not exactly in a place yet where I can do that because like this podcast I didn't create it to um, help people necessarily overcome social anxiety at least not at this time I created it because I have something to say and I want to say it and that's why I created the podcast what I want to tell you right now is that things weren't always easy for me I growing up I was largely isolated not from my family or my siblings but like from the world around me. Uh, grew up in like Hitchcock, Texas, Lamarck, Texas, um, Texas City, Texas, just kind of from that region. Uh, some spent some time in San Antonio, uh, went to the Job Course Center uh, that's by Austin, and uh, been around a little bit. But my parents often didn't feel safe where we lived, and so they wouldn't let us go really get to know anyone or do anything. And I don't fault them for that. I mean, they just wanted to keep us safe. But there were some things that happened as a result of that. Like, I, I developed the social anxiety. I developed uh, quite a bit into an introvert. I, I was not introverted as a child. I enjoyed talking to people. Like, my parents tell me that I talked to quite a bit of people and would talk their heads off. Uh, but I turned into an introvert, and that's kind of still where I am today. So... Skipping forward several years, uh, I've been working to overcome this, I went to college, and here I am in college, it is my, um, is it my second semester, it's my first or second semester, pretty sure it's my second, I asked seven girls out in one semester, uh, they all said yes, and then they all canceled the night before, and it stung really bad, and I, I didn't blame them for it, I figured, there had to be something wrong with me for every single one of those girls to have the exact same response to cancel the night before. And so I started looking at myself really hard. It's like, well, what do I need to change about me in order to make me more attractive? I heard a statement once that I really agree with. It's, um, you attract the people uh, that are at the level you choose to be at. Uh, it's a paraphrase paraphrased quote, I don't remember the exact statement, but the idea is we all set goals in life and we work to achieve those goals. 
And as a general rule, the people that you're going to appeal to in life are the people who are also working towards their goals with the same determination, same uh, endurance that you are. And I, I was clearly at a lower level than I think these girls were. They, they were. they were good girls. They had their heads on, right? They knew where they were going. They knew what they wanted. And I didn't know any of that. And so I was trying to figure it out. I sorted that over, sorted that over, over the next couple of years. But I spent a lot of time asking honest questions about myself. It's like, why do I think this way? Or why do I think that way? That there was a, a memory that I have. I was walking down the road with uh, one of my friends. It was a young lady that I actually had gotten to know. And we, we'd had a brief relationship that ended on a positive note. But um, I was talking about something like, well, I guess I'll work on making that change next semester. Talking about a certain quality of myself. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. And she said, well, why don't you work on it today? And I, I didn't know what else to say. I was like, and so I, I, I briefly remember saying something along the lines of, you know, I don't have any reason to object to that. So, okay, I'm going to start today. And that's exactly what I did. I, I started making that change and I started moving in the direction I wanted to go. And we, we remained friends from that point on. And there was another part in the future where like, like a year later, where we were walking to do something else and i i was saying something's like ah i blame this and she said do you realize that you say you blame this person or that person a lot you don't really ever just say this is my fault or I, i'm i have the power to do something about this you always find something to blame people on it's like well don't you think you should do something about that it wasn't her question exactly but it's Kind of along the lines I remember. And I remember it's like, all right, I'll stop saying I blame people. And she just kind of looked at me and she said something along the lines of, you know, I've watched you over the last year and you've gotten really good at changing yourself in the little ways that you need to. And she says, I think you've got a gift for it. And I have never forgotten that. And, uh, Later on, I, I married another young lady. Uh, we, we've been married for seven and a half years now. And I, I talked about our relationship in the last one, but I, I told my, my, my now wife, uh, her name's Dia, told her about this story. And she, the only thing she says is, I agree with what she said, because I've seen you do the same thing since we've been married. And from there, I started being, continuing to be honest with myself, but I asked myself, well, I've got this ability to change myself, to look at myself and see what I'm doing wrong, what is preventing me from getting where I'm going. And I want to do something with it. Like I, I hadn't gotten at this point to the point where I felt like I could teach other people with it. And honestly, the idea hadn't really crossed my mind. At this point, I simply recognized, hey, this is something I'm kind of good at. And I can do something with this. It was like an epiphany that gave me a sense of power over myself. It's like, I can make changes 
that will drive my life in the direction I want it to go. And I, I felt excited when I had that realization because like, I was the first person in my family to graduate from college and in my immediate family, I'm still the only person with a bachelor's degree. Um, and even my extended family, there's only so many people. The, um, but I had this idea is like, you know, I, I got a degree in art. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm currently working as a computer support technician, uh, taking tech calls over the phone, people yelling at me every day. And I hate this. I want to do something else. And so I started learning how to do software engineering at one of my friend's requests, uh, or not, not even really a request, more of a suggestion. And I didn't have any reason to say no. So I tried it and ended up liking it for a time. Because uh, that's what I'd been doing prior to what I'm doing now is uh, software engineering. Did that for a few years. And at first it was fine. I discovered I was pretty good at it. Uh, I, I ramped up really quick with what I could do as a software engineer. And uh, within 14, 15, 17, 17, 18, within four and a half year period went from making like $14 an hour to over a hundred grand a year and was kind of miserable by that point. Like I was excited that I had broken that six figure wall. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Um, I mean, I was, I was very grateful. I had a means to provide for my family. But at the same time, it was like, I never really wanted to do this. I just happened to be good at it. And so I, I pursued a career in it with this idea that like, oh, I'm good at this. So I must be, it must be inside of me to like doing this. And I discovered I do like doing it, but I don't like doing it for other people. It, you know, I, the same thing's true about like my art, my drawing. I like to do it for me. You see, these were both creative outlets now, like my art's a creative outlet and coding is now a creative outlet and create my creative outlets. Those are things I do when I want to de-stress, when I want to unwind and I don't like doing those for a living. And so I had to back to the drawing board. What am I going to do now? And that's when I realized I have gotten somewhere with my life that a lot of people never get to. I started looking back on my life. I looked at where I started at 14-ish, not really able to talk to anyone at all, like I'd mentioned before. And here I am, able to hold a job where I make six figures a year as a software engineer, uh, working for six, like big name companies in uh, Silicon, uh, Silicon Slopes in Utah. Not, not Silicon Valley in California, Silicon, Silicon Slopes in Utah. And uh, like I, I've worked for Podium and Thumbtack and just continued to move forward with that career and decided, you know, I think I've gone as far with this as I want to go. I've got some money saved up. Um, at the time I, I was working at a place, it's like the coronavirus is happening. Um, I know I, I can feel it coming. There's about to be layoffs. And the thing is like, even though it was a, 
I learned a lot at this place. Like I really advanced as a software engineer, but I did not have a lot of confidence in the product. And because they didn't really take customer feedback and apply it, they just continued to build on the idea of what they felt was best. And that that's kind of a dead end uh, way of doing things from my experience. So when people started getting laid off from the coronavirus, I felt it coming. And so I went ahead and put my two weeks notice in and did, did my two weeks. And then within two weeks of me leaving the company, they had a layoff over 200 people. And I was glad because I felt like I probably would have been one of them because on my team of developers, I was the only one who was not a senior developer. I, I was really close to be being at that level, but I wasn't one. And so I was like, if they're going to let anyone go, it's, it's going to be the one who's not a senior developer. And so we, my wife and I had some money saved up and I started uh, kind of really hardcore pursuing this idea of running my own business, of becoming an entrepreneur who at first I, I just thought, you know, I really enjoy the topic of like kind of figuring out how to make this whole sales process, process work. Uh, and I, I became attached to the platform ClickFunnels. Uh, not so much because of the platform itself, but because I really liked the CEO, Russell Brunson, and the way that he presents and the way that he teaches. And the things that he taught are not exclusive things that you can use with his platform. He teaches general marketing knowledge around the concept of a sales funnel. You see, I like puzzles. I like intellectual puzzles that I can solve. And for me, this whole marketing thing was a puzzle that needed to be solved. And a sales funnel gave me a um, avenue to pursue solving that puzzle. I liked the simplicity of the concept of a sales funnel. And so I thought, you know, I'm gonna learn how to use this thing. And then I'm going to build my business around being an affiliate that teaches other people how to use it and created some sales funnels, uh, started trying to do it and had absolutely no conversions. Um, and that was depressing. That was extremely demotivating. And uh, I, I just, I knew I could not give up. Uh, I tried once before to start a business and it didn't work, kind of doing a similar thing. It was like this time, I really don't want to go back to being a software engineer. And if this does not work, I'm going to have to go back to being a software engineer. And that's not the direction I want to take my life in. You see, my motivation for becoming an entrepreneur in the first place why I lost interest in being a software engineer is I, I do not like working in an office. And it's like, I can accept that they're paying me a fair wage for the work that I'm doing. The problem is my wife would send me a message. Hey, our, our oldest just said his first word. I wasn't there for that. Hey, our second child just took his first step. Wasn't there for that. Hey, our third child just said his first word. Wasn't there for that. And there are all these other things I wasn't there for, and it was so frustrating to live in a world that says, this is how a man provides for his family. And I just did not agree with that. It's like, you know, I'm pretty sure God does not care how I provide for my family as long as I'm ethical, legal, 
and I bring in enough money to provide for their financial needs and make, provide financial security. So that aside, it's like, I don't think he cares if I'm an entrepreneur. I don't think he cares if I work in an office. And I, I think as long as I put in the work to make an honest living, he'll help me get there. And so I started focusing on this idea. It's like, there has got to be a way where I can be home with my family and run my own business and make enough money to provide for him in a way that allows me to still be there for the first words and the first steps. You see, we, we've just, eight months ago, we had our fourth child and he has not said his first word yet and he's not taken his first steps. And I want to be, I intend to be here when those things happen. I, I, I just, I don't want to miss those anymore. Um, and that is what has driven me to do this business. So from here, I still like the affiliate marketing thing. I'm still pursuing it. But as my wife and I were talking about why isn't this working, I had another idea. And this has become the goal that I am working towards. She said, you know, you enjoy teaching just kind of these one-on-one -on -one art lessons to kids who want to learn how to do art. Why don't you consider teaching? And it, the first time she suggested it was a couple years back when I didn't even think about doing entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurial stuff. And the only thing I could picture was like in a classroom. But within the last year, I came across people like Russell Brunson and specifically Tony Robbins. He's a man on a stage who has a message and he changes people's lives. But the most significant thing was this was not a classroom setting. Everyone that he talked to that filled these places where he was on stage, these were people that came to him to learn. They wanted to be there. See, my big thing is I didn't want to teach people who were just going to kind of roll their eyes and not be interested in what I had to say. But here's a man, people are coming to him to hear what he has to say. And to me, it's like, I can do that. I can do that. I can get on a stage. I can share a message with people that'll change their lives. I can teach in that way where people want to learn. And I have something to share because I've spent that, all that time overcoming my anxiety. See, I, I didn't share my, that I had reached six figures for nothing. It's, I struggle with social anxiety and I did the things in my life that allowed me to reach a point where I was working for these successful companies, making that much money a year and providing for my family in a decently comfortable way. And now I plan to go to the next level. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to the next level beyond that. <clears throat> my, my sister asked me one day, uh, last year, in fact, she was like, well, you finally reached the six-figure mark. What are you going to do now? I was like, I'm going for seven. And she looked at me and said something like, you know, most people set a goal of, um, oh, I I'm making 100 grand. Maybe I'll aim for 150 now. She says, don't you think it's more realistic? And I was like, you know, if you asked me that a year ago, I might have said yes. But now I'm familiar with people who have made a million dollars in a day. I think I can aim to do that in a year. And I have not reached that yet, but that's still my goal. But the thing is, I want to achieve something in this life that 
changes other people's lives, but also allows me to be there for my family. I don't think that I have to choose one or the other. I believe and I know that I can have both. And that's what I'm chasing in my life. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. So thanks for listening. I look forward to sharing another story with you next time. Uh, till later.